0: You have one unheard message.
1: Hey. I'll just call to
2: see if you are up. Oh, you are? Well, I've been drinking a little bit. And I want to run some bits. By you. Rock Legion. And, and drunk, yeah. I,
0: oh, We are up. Uh, we
3: like to spot no wait 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 drunk die
2: oh. drunk die, oh.
1: girl do you want to know what's going on in this world you might be a boy so sorry We kind of fucked up,
2: acting like cubs. It's a drunk dial. Don't tell my mom that shit's the bomb. Drunk dial.
1: Tom Collins really makes you happy.
2: Drunk dial! Hey, die, oh. mm, 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 mm.
3: Do you remember when 9-11
0: happened? It was pretty bad. But not as bad as this shit. <laughs>
1: Hi and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host Ike Michaels, and with me as always, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran.
2: <laughs> What's up?
1: How you doing, Bridget? I'm
2: good. How are you? How's your birthday week?
1: Uh I feel like I'm just now getting back to normal. Yeah. After uh, my birthday is always the week around the race, mm-hmm. or sorry, R.I.P. Uh, yeah. When we used to have the Indy 500 here. Um. So depending on Sometimes it's like a couple days before the race, mm. but uh, every once in a while it's. I think sometimes it's race day. Yeah. Like it would this have would have, have, have been, been race been day. day. Yeah, race day. Yeah. Um, the night before when I when I turned eighteen, when there was no no more curfew, <laughs> the night before the race, I um, we walked around. It was a big thing. I'm from the west side, mm. pretty much Speedway area. That was a big thing uh, growing up. It was like walking around the night before the race, Yeah. Uh, like a, just a bunch of animals, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So that that was one of my first like adult memories. Was on my 18th birthday, just like walking around in a in a in a big group and just like seeing all the drunken debauchery and
2: yeah, the Coke field getting getting wild.
1: Did you ever do that? Did you, do you ever walk around? I mean, it's not something I would suggest for any woman to do.
2: No, uh, I. <laughs> Between the time that I was 20 and 22, I lived over uh, Crawfordsville Road. Oh, nice. So I was like, yeah, right there. So I did it twice. But it also was more just annoying than anything at that point I was already, I was working for a catering company and so I would have to like leave hours before I needed to be at work the weekend of the race because Mm -hmm. I otherwise wouldn't be able to leave Speedway.
1: Yeah, traffic just got fucked up. Yeah that was that's what i call that the day the traffic got fucked mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. but yeah super weird not having even even if you don't like racing if you live in indianapolis especially if you live on the west side of indianapolis it's just such a part of the culture yeah where i mean you, you could we could i grew up being able to hear like the cars running mm-hmm. from from my house yeah um
2: you can sell a spot in your in your front lawn for people to park in for crazy amounts of money.
1: Yeah, my buddy used to park cars like his dad owned a, a shop over there at like mm. 16th and Lynnhurst. Yep. And every year he would stay up all night and then start parking car, cars like four in the morning and like twenty dollars a spot. Yeah. And he I mean,
2: places real close. You anymore, you can charge whatever you want to and people will pay it.
1: Yeah, he would. He would clean up. Uh, but no, the birthday was good. Um, so we tried to have uh, a social distancing, backyard, barbecue, uh, bonfire, bonanza. Yeah,
2: like a festival. It was like a music festival. It was like three days. <laughs> it was like... Come and go as you want.
1: Uh, Bonnaroo, if there was only a limited number of people, mm-hmm. and everyone had to stay six feet away yeah. from each other. And
2: there's questionable music. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Actually,
1: that's pretty spot on for yeah. Uh But no, though, yeah. I, so I had a few friends over in, uh, Friday night, set up some chairs six feet apart, little tent, um, just had a little nice backyard hang. Had some a uh, few comics over on Saturday, same deal. Um, I will say that once some people you know got inebriated, I feel like maybe they were not social distancing to yeah. to the best of their ability.
2: That was kind of when I when i was like i'm yeah like I, it's been good seeing everyone it was kind of nice to be around like eight other human beings at a time mm-hmm. and then once people started like trying to hug and like i was like yeah i'm i'm yeah. Gonna leave.
1: getting out of here i it, i think it it made me realize how social how much social anxiety i had before covid mm-hmm. that it was kind of a nice excuse during covid and now that we're we're slowly Uh, creeping back that way i was like i got kind of used to not
2: uh (laughs) i'm hoping that now everyone is going to be as socially awkward as i am yeah that would really make this whole thing a little bit brighter for me
1: i saw many times uh people trying to do like the handshake or like they would go halfway in for a handshake and Mm -hmm. be like i don't i don't i don't know what we're doing anymore
2: you like go halfway and if the other person meets you then you're like okay this is fine but
1: I was just throwing hand sanitizer around. I was like, "Don't touch me." Yeah. Throw the hand sanitizer.
2: You, you sat by the hand sanitizer all night. So.
1: I wanted yeah, I wanted it to be close by. Mm-hmm. I, like to, I like to keep that thing on me, as they say in the streets.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> These days that is the only thing.
1: Uh, and then what else? Oh, then my actual birthday on Sunday, I had my brunch podcast catered by Gomez barbecue had uh
2: everyone go get some barbecue it's so delicious
1: so good the only problem with that like i planned out the whole thing but the only thing i hadn't planned out was that like the weather was perfect on friday mm-hmm. perfect on saturday uh by sunday i had uh i had a crude uh, quite a hangover mm-hmm. and it was just like it was like like swamp hot outside you were
2: in bad shape
1: it was very humid on yeah. top it was like the worst weather to be hungover in
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was nice for those of us who were not hungover. Okay. Was, I mean, it was a little toasty. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I felt like we were in like the Everglades. <laughs> I felt like I was in the Florida Everglades and that I had uh, maybe pissed off like one of the old gods, like Hades or something. And I was like, this barbecue sounded like such a good idea when it wasn't hot. Uh, also, Bridget, you made a wonderful birthday cake for me. Oh. Uh seven seven was it seven layers? Seven
2: layer. Seven,
1: seven layer, layer yeah. ice cream cake.
2: I have I have to like have you stop calling me a professional podcast. I have to like remind you from time to time they're like, yeah, i I cook. I'm I'm a chef.
1: Um one of my favorite things is when I make something for somebody and they go, That was really like they seem shocked. They're yeah. like Oh, that was really good. It was really like, good. Why, why wouldn't it be really good? My
2: mom said that during quarantine she was like, My brother came home, he goes to school in Cincinnati, and so he came home for summer break and she was like, Yeah, like you'll have to have Bridget make you something. She's actually like a pretty good cook and I was like, I have been a professional chef for ten years now, so I'm confused <laughs> as to what's happening. But
1: actually thank you'd you. be you'd be amazed yeah. what a little what a yeah. little devil she is in that kitchen. Yeah.
2: And yet every time I'm in the kitchen my dad'll come in and be like, Um Do you know what you're doing in here? I'm like, Get out of here <laughs> Yes, I know what I'm doing.
1: When I was in uh, culinary school, uh, the first year after um, we had kind of a family shakeup, some people passed away, some people moved, Mm -hmm. and it was the first uh, year where they didn't know where they're going to have Thanksgiving, and we ended up having it at my mom's church, and I was like, I volunteered to cook Mm -hmm. everything, because I was in culinary school.
2: Yeah, and at the time, you're like, this sounds amazing, this can going to be such a good idea. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's your first time that people uh, are disappointed in your cooking. I bit,
1: off, yeah. I bit off way more than I could chew. I nailed all the sides, all right? I nailed all the sides. I definitely took out more of a financial burden than I should have. But I nailed all the sides. <laughs> turkey, I had never cooked a turkey before. I just never in school, never before school. Um, but so, you
2: think if everyone in America does it, like, how hard could it be? easy.
1: I also just thought of it as a kind of a big, slightly bigger chicken. Mm-hmm. And then I just cooked it like it was a slightly bigger chicken. Yeah. And I definitely um, had a raw bird. Yeah. Like going into.
2: It's larger than a chicken.
1: It, yeah. I, and I should have probably factored that in. Mm-hmm. The co- I did f- factor that in the cooking time a bit, but not enough. I probably should have also just, you know, looked it up, just yeah. casually glanced at the just internet. <laughs>
2: check out something. You're like, I'm a chef now. I don't need any of this.
1: So the outside was done. It had been in there long enough the outside was done. But the well, the other...
2: skin is arguably the best part.
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like <laughs> most people, they want that chicken to go ahead and be cooked through all the way. Yeah. They don't like it so much on the raw side.
2: This is becoming a trend uh, with you, is on the first time I ever podcast with you guys, you discussed... Um, made perhaps a little bit mid-rare sausage that you made what, for uh, your campers. When I was 16. <laughs> so I, I didn't
1: actually serve it to anybody, raw, but mm-hmm. I, I would have.
2: Yeah, if, if no one else it's was so, there to stop you. Had there not been an I intervention.
1: Uh, but yeah, so uh, th- this is the probably the worst thing cul- culinary-wise I ever did. I, I had to finish... I had I had to cut it up and it was still <laughs> I had to cut, I had to carve the bird st- like half yeah. cooked
2: and you want it to be done like you want it to be like I, like a fucking Martha Stewart photo shoot where yeah. you like cut it and it's perfect it wasn't I had to
1: finish it in the microwave in batches <laughs> uh, and every year since then I've executed some wonderful high quality turkeys uh but everyone just remembers that yeah remember that time you tried to you cook the bird in the microwave like the story gets worse and worse (laughs) i cooked that turkey in the microwave like i
2: i mean i did it but yeah it's uh live
1: and learn live and learn so this is the um what do we call this we we had a few yeah we had we've we've had quite a few hiccups here on the drunk dial podcast mm um uh, some technical difficulties i'll go ahead and take credit for those
2: yeah Maybe some human error also factored in from time to time on on, on our
1: part. Little sure, a little bit sure. of operator error. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't we don't actually have a producer for the show, so okay. I've been I've been technically producing every episode.
2: Yeah, producer Cody um is is ineffective. He's
1: I would just he's more of a hands off producer. Yeah,
2: I think it's the lack of opposable thumbs that's really <laughs> the issue. He
1: does he does give he does some, give some good direction yeah. from time to time,
2: but he's looking to be furloughed. Definitely,
1: but um, so we've had some really great interviews that we did at the be- well at the beginning. We did a lot of interviews that we just never aired, yeah, because they were kind of bummers, or they just did they didn't flow great. Mm-hmm. Then we got into the point where we had some really great interviews, mm-hmm. and for one reason or another, we didn't keep we did we didn't we weren't able to keep all of them. Yeah, we lost part of them. Um, something didn't record.
2: I and, think in this time where it's like everyone's at home on their computer, internet has been. Blighty at best for the last couple of months. So everyone's internet is weird. And also everyone's podcasting. So I think all of these podcast platforms, uh, even something as great as Anchor, please listen to our beginning uh, ad. <laughs> um, even things like that are all being overloaded. Yeah. And so uh, maybe that's partially to blame. But uh,
1: So we had, well, I guess, I, so we had uh, last week's episode with uh, Mio Joaquim. Mm-hmm. And we had a great Great episode. If you haven't listened to that, you should go back and mm-hmm. listen to it. But it was, an, in reality, a bit longer mm-hmm. than, than what was posted.
2: Yeah. And also, it was, if you listen to the episode, it was a, a redo of another episode that was <laughs> completely lost. So, for someone, like, he is so funny. He is so wonderful. And we have now kind of maybe botched two interviews with him. But the first half is amazing. Um and and we just <coughs> couldn't access that second half of it. Uh so we do wanna make sure that we are we're you know, go follow Mia on <coughs> uh on Instagram. Um do you have his
1: Yeah, and then annual. uh check out his And uh, he's
2: doing a new podcast called Grounded. Yes. Um
1: which I don't know if he has an actual like social media set up for that yet. Mm-hmm. But his um
2: Follow his social media. It's just, and it's just at
1: Emil Joaquim, uh, E-M-I-L-W-A-K-I-M on all social media platforms, I believe. Yeah. He's branded across the board correctly, right?
2: Yeah. He's he's amazing, and uh, definitely go go give him a listen. Um, listen to that, that podcast, because uh, just chatting with him is, is so fun. So I'm so excited to see everything he does in the future.
1: And then we also had another wonderful guest on, mm-hmm. uh, Olivia Grace. Um, it's a, we're, about to, we're about to play, I guess, a clip from that interview. Yeah. We had some technical issues with this interview. Unfortunately, Olivia Grace is an amazing uh, comedian. She's staying out in Arizona right now. And we called her and kind of talked to her about her experience in quarantine and she gets a little bit into it, and then it kind of cuts out mm-hmm. uh, about ten minutes in. But we're going to go ahead and play the clip that we have right now, which had the entire segment in its yeah. entirety. But and, I-
2: and follow uh, if, if you're not already follow the Drunk Dial on Instagram, and uh, we will definitely um, plug all of these that you guys can can go through us to to get access to these really amazing comedians.
1: We're gonna we're gonna get it together here. As we as we go on, I think
2: it could part of the human error part is that we have really branded this as we are we are pretty drunk.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like that comes through when you listen to mm-hmm. the episodes, mm-hmm. like especially like the uh, the abrupt edits, the abrupt cuts from mm-hmm. subject mm-hmm. to subject.
2: Yeah, we really we, but in you know retrospective branding, we stick to it. And, yeah. and Dyke is also drunk whilst editing these and and putting them out, so
1: it helps. And you I know. you know I, I would hate for someone to does it help. I would well. I mean, it helps for the uh to for, stay on brand, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. I and I I would hate for there to ever come a time where somebody was just like, you know,
2: we don't even think you're that drunk.
1: Were you guys oh. really drunk? Yeah. Or were you just big Hollywood phonies? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. No, we yeah. we were definitely drunk while we were doing it, and then sometimes while we're editing it. So
2: it's very humbling to um. to, to listen to the episodes. You've got these amazing, funny people, and then it's just us just bumbling through.
1: Bumbling. Uh, But yeah, uh, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, And without any further ado, uh, Olivia Grace.
0: Hello.
1: Olivia Grace, welcome to the Drunk Dial podcast. Hello, hello.
0: Hey, thanks for uh thanks for calling.
1: Yeah, are you? Do you have a cocktail handy?
0: Don't. No, it's a little. I'm in Arizona, so I feel like three o'clock is like a little early. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: way too early. To sure, sure it, it is early. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't been drinking since
0: well, How long? Just how, considering how like how much I've been drinking, like the first month of the pandemic was just like, well, I'll just I'll just drink my way through this, and I was like, this is. And then I'd be, like, I'd start drinking at, like, 6, and then I'd be, and then, like, but I'm not doing anything, so I don't get tired, and then at like, at, like, 7 in the morning, it's, like, okay, the sun is up, and I have not slept, and I am very drunk. So I had to, I was, like, okay, if we're going to, we got to start building a, some semblance of a schedule in order to, like, mentally survive.
2: Yeah, I just decided if I was eating eggs while I was drinking, that it could be brunch, so I could have it at any time of day, which is not a good logic to, to uphold.
0: At least you're eating, though. Eating, eating, like, drinking without eating would be, like, way worse. Like, if you were, like.
2: Yeah, that's true. Although I don't know. Like, I'm going to. Not, not being able to, like, cook. I've just been cooking a mass. I don't know how to cook for one person. So, I've been cooking enough food for, like, 20 people. And it's all just, like, filling my fridge. So, I've just been drunk cooking my way through quarantine.
0: I love it. I love it. At least you're doing something, and you're, you're still holding on to your passion because you're stressed. So yeah, I'm not, so you don't know. You're not used to cooking for just yourself. You're used to no. being like, all right, we're gonna need 20 gallons of flour.
2: Yeah, I'm not measuring okay. days by like actual days anymore. I'm measuring days by like how many bottles of booze I've gone through.
1: Nice. I also know that you don't know how to cook, Olivia, because you just said 20 gallons of flour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they measure flour. <laughs> Do they? They don't measure flour in gallons. No. I
2: bet you could. No. I bet you, you could.
1: could. You 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 could, but they don't.
2: Yeah. Traditionally, liquids would be in yeah.
1: gallons. Uh, Olivia, okay. how did you end up in Arizona?
0: Mm. Uh, I don't know. I was on the road for like a couple of months, and I was going to spend some time in L.A. And then I realized I was like, I didn't want to, so I went to Arizona instead.
1: Are you are you like renting? Are you buying? I'm renting a house right now. Yeah. Mm. Nice.
2: It's probably cheaper in Arizona than LA, I would imagine.
0: Oh, yeah. It's just, a lot just cheaper. A and there's just more space and like time to think. I'm trying to, I'm doing a lot of writing. I was actually planning on sort of like doing more writing the next year before the whole pandemic thing happened.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it kind of, I don't know.
1: So you kind of worked out, I guess. So you're, you're, you're on, you, you were on tour with Stan Hope. And, mm-hmm. and and doing doing all that and like you're like podcasting with him and doing all that and then you kind of put down roots in in you're in bisbee right bisbee arizona mm-hmm. um, yep
0: oh yeah stanhope yeah his new special came out yesterday you can, it's on uh on vimeo 10 bucks the link is on his twitter it's the pin tweet on his twitter you should watch it because i opened for that special and it's so good so okay <laughs>
1: that's amazing yeah i kind of wanted i kind of wanted to to talk to you about that because like we started off talking to just uh local indianapolis like open mic comics and then and then started like kind of building from there to like you know some like local headliners and stuff and then i started talking to some like road dogs that you know are going all around the country and so everyone's different like comedy uh experience has been very interesting to hear but like like you you uh you've been on TV, you have credits, you've done stuff for Comedy Central, you've been traveling and opening for Doug Stanhope and then all of a sudden coronavirus hits and everything comes to a crashing halt. Like does that kind of like it has to kind of feel like it's like corona was specifically designed to like fuck with you?
0: <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It's definitely been a weird adjustment. Like just not like I did my first Zoom show last night. I was interested.
1: Have you guys done any Zoom? Have you done any Zoom shows? I, like, we we just talked about this on our last interview. Um, I, I have not. I it's, I just think it's not for me. Uh, I definitely am not going to shit on it because I feel like we all have to do whatever we need to do. And, like, sometimes <laughs> those, those Zoom shows, I think, are more about just, like, staying connected with human beings
2: well i would argue like a zoom show i think probably feels a little more like stand up than like a facebook live show cuz at least you kind of can see people you get to i mean a little more i guess connect with an audience which i think is what so much of stand up is about as someone who does not do stand up <laughs> and is only in but the
1: but audience. on but on zoom if like people laugh doesn't it like kick off the kick kick off the camera somehow like could you hear the audience response to your jokes
0: Yeah, I actually could, and that was kind of fun. It actually sort of did feel like, like uh, I was like, you can kind of judge something the same way you would judge a set if you were on stage. Mm -hmm. It just feels weird to be like sitting at a desk with your headphones Mm -hmm. on, like yelling into a computer. You know, but uh, I don't know. You just, I guess, you gotta adapt. (laughs) I was so skeptical of doing a Zoom show for a while, but that, that it was actually more fun than I thought it would be. But I was like immediately like fuck this is not the same and i hope we don't have to do this forever yeah well i but. think a
2: lot of people are like oh you know this will end in a month this will end in two. and then i i don't i don't have to do that because this is going to be a short-lived but now people start of figuring out like oh this is more of a permanent thing like what does the future of this look like so it's good to yeah. kind of keep keep the creative just flowing and and be able to connect with an audience
1: yeah I did. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't know. It's, it's been an adjustment. Yeah, I know. I like.
0: I guess to answer your question. Yeah, I was used to travel because even before touring with Stanhope and stuff, I've sort of like lived, not lived anywhere permanently for a while.
1: Yeah, you're so, you're uh, you're, a, you're a what what I like to call a road dog.
0: I like the road. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's been. I don't know. It was it was definitely weird to like just not have the option to travel or go anywhere mm-hmm. because of all this but uh i don't know
2: well and i would imagine I guess like, at like, least like, at least being in arizona at least you have like more outdoor areas you can go and just to be outside
1: yeah
2: i over there i mean are you guys like
1: just locked
0: into the house all the time or
1: no like i'm uh, so i'm like in a, a quote-unquote essential worker so I've gone to work every single day during this whole thing. I just, I lost one of my jobs and one of my other jobs was just kind of like, uh, I don't work as many hours a week. Um, uh, but I, I would like get up, get dressed, go to work for three hours a day and come back. So I've been like out and ab- work? out and about during this whole thing. Yeah.
0: What are you doing?
1: Uh, b- my buddy owns a barbecue sh- shack. So I'm a, a, a pit master. But like we kind of transitioned from it's it's in like a a city market kind of thing, so we we transitioned from people coming in and buying stuff to doing like fulfilling a lot of like online orders and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: But, but like, it. like I still go out in public, and you know, it's just like there's roving bands of homeless people outside, <laughs> like. I, yeah. I I just never, you know, and like the first three weeks of this, the the government, and the the who, and everyone was, t- they straight up told us not to wear masks. You remember I that? Think, like, I don't think
2: I think yeah. they said, "Don't buy masks, save them for the essential employees."
1: Yeah, but that's also saying, like, I
2: don't think they were like, "Don't wear a mask."
1: They were like, "The essential employees need these, not you, cretins." And so, like, yeah. th- you know, almost a month went by of that. And then they slowly started dripping like, oh, no, masks are okay. And now it's like masks are like, no, you need a mask to come into Menards. And I'm like, well, I've been out here in the thick of things for like two months, raw dogging everybody without a mask.
2: (laughs)
0: Okay. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, it's weird. And like, then you get some people who like don't care at all. And they're like, you know, I don't know how it is around you, but like busy kind of a tourist town and so like i go on a walk every day and you sometimes see people who are like clearly from out of town they're like taking pictures and stuff like that and they're like taking up the sidewalk and you're like oh i'll just go six feet around you you know (laughs) like like, really it's been it's been it's been long enough for this to start sort of registering for some people as like serious and be considerate and then you see some people who are like they see you coming up the sidewalk and they look terrified. And it's like a little old lady with a mask on and she's walking her dog and she's like looking around for people. And you're like, you go around and they're like, thank you very much. You know, like,
1: yeah, I've, I, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, I've been better at the social distancing part, like the six feet thing mm-hmm. than yeah. the, the wearing, like, the, like, I'm just now starting to wear a mask because, like, now it's getting to the point where you're getting mask shamed if you don't wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah, but like because I was outside the whole time, I feel like I kind of missed it. I feel like the mass shaming is for people that were quarantined the whole time and are now slow. Okay, Third time to charm. Is this is this working? Hey, Jake you know? how you doing? Oh,
2: wow! <laughs> it's so lovely talking to you for the first time.
1: <laughs> it didn't even ring. It just went straight to. Uh, I messed up the oh, I messed up the introduction of this phone call like three or four times, but uh, anyway, is the real one. This is the real one. Jake Johnson. That sounds much better on my end. Uh, hi and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. How you doing? Hey,
3: happy to be here. I'm great. Thank you. Third times uh, third times Facebook. Yeah. yeah,
1: not 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 that anyone cares, but I've realized that uh, the Facebook call feature makes for a, a much better drunk dial. I That's thought- because
3: they've infiltrated. <laughs> they've already got it they were listening the whole time they know how, how it's supposed to sound
2: yeah that's, i feel like for a long time anyway. you were like it's my phone my phone makes bad calls but you now have a new phone and you still are sticking to this This that facebook has better phone calls
1: and thank god for facebook i mean that's what i say every day uh yeah, seriously jake johnson uh, you were over here helping us celebrate this past weekend. We had a little birthday party. We were all practicing social distancing perfectly. We all had our mask on. We were all ten feet apart. Mm-hmm. Having, mm-hmm. having a good time.
2: Gloves, face guards,
1: how, lots of gloves. How did you feel? How did you feel about um, uh, one of the first big social interactions of the new normal? Um. It was
3: intimidating yeah. thinking about it because you're a pretty popular guy, you know. I figured it would be something like a Gatsby type of affair <laughs> with a with a fella of, of your of your social stature. That's for sure.
1: The Great Gatsby. Um,
3: but but I yeah I mean I I I knew that you were gonna you know, layer it responsibly as far as times that people were over there. I feel like I came over at the perfect time because there was a group of people that seemed to be well on their way to already having fun and on their way out. And then yeah. I had
1: just gotten there. Uh, yeah, Brid- and, uh, Brid- Bridget and, uh, left uh, as soon as you came in. She goes, who the fuck is this? I said, Jake. That's she probably goes, a good idea. She said, <laughs> that Jake? And then, and then she left immediately. I
2: actually didn't say, yeah, I did. I actually didn't say anything to anyone. <laughs> I was just like, it got to a certain point where I think people like had started drinking and... I was a little high, and I don't normally do that. And I was like, I am uncomfortable now. People have tried to hug me. I need to leave.
3: Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's like the 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 decision making is diminishing very quickly.
2: I texted Dyke, and I was like, I didn't even know I was leaving until I was like in my car halfway home. But like, I hope you have a good birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I
3: I I think the, the the people that were there, like I said were like kind of phasing themselves out and then i think i got there when the last wave was there mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was a good group of people sitting around for sure yeah well especially because bridget wasn't there
2: that's true <laughs> i i heard several people say that i think it was like the post was like oh yeah this was so much fun because bridget wasn't here
1: exactly well like also like
2: not the first person to tell me that <laughs>
1: Bridget, also, you you did actually make uh, a, a valiant effort to text me and say that you had left, mm-hmm. which is more than I would do if I was Irish for yeah. buying.
2: Well, I literally like wasn't even aware. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go get something for my car, and then I was like in the car leaving, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not going back.
1: And then you were like in bed, and br- you were yeah. like brushing your teeth, getting in bed, and you're like,
2: I was like oh shit, I left, I left. <laughs>
1: no, but uh,
2: I also was gonna see you like. Fifteen hours later, but
1: on the way home, you saw a spectacle. Yeah, and decided to send me a picture of it.
2: Yeah, there was a. I saw a car on fire on the side of the road, and I was like, "Oh, this makes me think of Dyke." I need to text (laughs) him. This like just like nice vehicle driving along, driving along. All of a sudden, it's on fire, and I was like, "Oh, that's my friend Dyke." I didn't tell him.
1: It was also like it was like
2: fully engulfed in flame. Like not just the front, like the hood was pulled up. The front was on fire. It was coming out of the like, passenger and driver's side doors.
1: Also, you, you don't live... I would say you don't even live a mile away from...
2: Yeah, I probably live five minutes driving <laughs> if I hit every light. Yeah, it people was... People
1: celebrate
3: Dyke's birthday in many <laughs> different ways, i heard. Yeah.
2: I stopped, and I was like, do you guys need... There were, like, people, like, sitting in the grass up the... And they felt like they were really close to a car that, like, is probably going to explode if I've watched enough action movies. And I was like... <laughs> Hey, do you guys need like you need me to call the police? And they're like, "No, we already called. Like, we're just waiting now." And I was like, "Okay." And then I fully booked it away because I was like, "I'm not gonna be here to let my car be engulfed in flame." So,
1: so Jake, um, (laughs) when we first started this podcast uh, a couple months ago, it was the call comics at the very beginning of this who were kind of shuttered in and still reeling from like losing their jobs and the way the world had changed. I and think, like you're
2: kind of like Dyke, where you not only were sort of shut off from comedy, but also doing your, in the industry, in the food industry.
3: Yeah. I mean, that like, every, every possible facet of my, uh, of my being was shut off, uh, you know, for, yeah, my, I guess my career, you could say, and then, uh, my, my creative out, outlet, um everything everything just completely went black and then uh and then even on top of that i got sick too which i'm actually thankful for now because that was like my hobby for like 12 days basically was just just exuding fluids all over and at, 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 at very painful <laughs> in various and very painful ways uh so that was cool for a little bit and then i started to realize that uh oh yeah life still hasn't gone on and uh everything that i've done leading up to this is meaningless and so on and so forth so it was real rad there for a second
1: so you were just to catch everybody up you were uh you're you're a bar a bartender slash bar manager downtown indianapolis at a very yeah. popular uh-huh. i would say one pop- of
2: the hottest like brunch places Oh, Indy. I yeah. thought you were going to
1: say one of the hard- hottest bartenders you went private places. you well, could
3: say
1: that too, but yeah. <laughs> she's not. She's, she's, not. <laughs> okay. she's, she's like, had after, lots of opportunities. After you,
2: after you just talked about all of the ways that you were secreting liquid <laughs> out of every orifice of your body, it was not going to be my follow up. I do apologize.
1: Oh. <laughs> He's got one of the hottest toilets in the city. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> like liquid molten lava. So. Absolutely.
1: But uh, yeah, you go from. Uh, being a professional bartender, bar manager, comedian, to having both of those things shut down. And we, we've kind of talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast. It was like what we originally started talking to people about. But um, the world's gone on. Time has moved. That's not where we're at right now. Now it's we're almost to the point of re... like I don't want to say reopening, but like um, starting the new normal, starting the new... No whatever no, I mean,
3: we're 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 there yeah. we're there
1: it's bizarre
3: it's today today is when they said yep we're fucking good let's let's give right back and it's not that's uh i don't know it seems a little bit early well
2: but, and i know you you, know, you work um, on mass ave and so i know uh, they've, they've opened mass ave the street um to, uh-huh. to have access and i and i believe uh, I don't know if you want to say where you work, but I believe you guys have had your patio tables. You've moved them out, so you have, yeah, you know, a, a good portion of the street. I believe is it like to the end of the parking spots that you can have your tables out to.
3: Yeah, we had a patio up there to begin. with. Mm-hmm. It's just a, you know, just to clarify. Yeah, I work at a, a brunch place on Mass Ave. It r- 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 uh, rhymes with Schmarden. Mm-hmm. Hey,
2: uh,
3: Schmarden. German, German brunch place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know Mass Ave at all, you know we we do have a patio. Uh, kind of built into our setup already that goes from sidewalk the length uh, of you said a a, a parking space basically Mm -hmm. and then uh, we were also given uh, a little bit more space in front of there so we actually just have basically like a double patio area Mm -hmm. Uh, i was serving people out there today actually Um, and where we're at too on mass house and hours that we keep as a brunch place uh, we're, we're the only thing open uh, in the hours given right now before everything goes back to fifty percent in four days, you know, or whatever. Um, and now, 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 what's, now what's
1: gonna it's change different,
3: it's different, but we stay busy. Yeah.
1: So what's so go, now what's gonna change in those four days of at like fifty percent? Like is that shutting down the street thing? Was that just for this week? Or no is that it street thing the, plus fifty percent of inside? What is that?
0: So patio
3: stuff is still allowed, um, and apparently Mass Ab is going to keep that setup, up, that closed off barricaded set up uh, in front of everybody, and everybody's, uh, every, in front of everybody's storefront and parking spaces. That stuff is going to stay up, I believe, until the, the uh, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. They were going to give it like a month or so, and they're still going to do that, even on top of opening everything up. So come June first, which I forget what day that is—Monday okay. or something—Monday, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday. Uh, the uh, the store then, our restaurant, is allowed to open up on top of that patio space with fifty percent occupancy, um, and something, and then the patio spaces can be up to. Uh, whatever's put in there right now can be up to 75%, including the 50% occupancy occupancy inside. Mm -hmm. It's all kind of funky because we're going to have to move stuff around anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but on top of that, um, no parties over six people. If you do have a party over that, you're going to have to sit separately, Mm -hmm. get over it, Mackenzie. Um, and then we're going to have no bar stools. At the bar at all, which kind of stinks for me because that's the kind of service I like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and we get the most regulars in there, and, and and I'm just and I'm just used to that, and I'm terrified. Uh, we're not going to have any bar stools, but eventually we're going to put up three large pieces of plexiglass to cover all sides of the bar, so we can resume service, like while people wait and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically, just counter service. Get your drink. I'm gonna serve it to you under this glass, and then you can, you know, get right out. Type of thing.
2: That's how the liquor um, store in my house started. Anyways, going mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I, exactly I'm used to that.
3: And we we definitely resemble a liquor store in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm, this yeah. glass probably should have been put in a, place in a, earlier. I live before. in
2: a good a good neighborhood. Um, no, but I think uh, what's crazy oh, yeah. for for your location, especially, is that you know I know that Mass Ave. Obviously, there are a lot of people who live downtown who live in Mass Ave. But the lack of parking spots. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that that eventually – is that something that you guys are worried about or that – I know there's, like, other kind of um, offshoot I, streets that are open, but
3: – That is that is a concern for us. That was a concern for us when we didn't know how much longer this would be going on. It was a concern for us because we had the carry out stuff already in order and had, like, a whole system running and had people scheduled to go, you know, most of the week and what have you. Mm-hmm. When we were allowed to open up the patio and they an- announced this, you know – and, and built everything the day before and the day of everything opening up for outdoor service again, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, this is great. We were serving people and, and giving people the experience that they want again, but you're also affecting our ability to that you know get people crime. conveniently to the restaurant for carryout, which is still a huge part of all this because, you know, most people are still very cautious to go to restaurants and mm-hmm. it's still going to be like that for a hot second. So carryout, like we've, we wanted that. We, we were really knocking that uh, out of the park. But uh, once it was implemented, once we had everything going, and honestly, once we saw everyone's mood coming into the restaurant and the way that people were treating us, everyone everyone was having a good time, really. Everyone was being very safe, very little issues with anything. I was kind of surprised by all of it. Um, so, I honestly, I don't know. If, if hearing that it's temporary and it's only for the month, it's pretty cool. It's gonna to stink to not have those parking spaces, but even then, it was kind of congested to begin with. So I don't know. It's it's, it's been just hard di- to It's park very different right now. It's years. kind of it's kind of weird.
1: Now, Jake, you so are also known as a local celebrity because you were on the local news this past weekend talking about all this.
3: Yeah, I was looking really sweaty. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> What did you say? I'm sorry. That was it. Just you were on the news.
2: He just wanted to comment on how... Oh, I was on the news. <laughs> hottest bartender in Indy, everyone. <laughs> Literally the sweatiest, hottest.
3: The only one that was somewhat camera-ready with a mask covering most of my face, It was, <laughs> which was a good thing because I was very hungover. But, <laughs> yeah, I was on the news. Go me. That's it. That's my, that was my journalism degree put to use, finally. After uh, after five years. Yeah, coming so, out. Yeah. That's good, though. Yeah, uh, media training. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Jake, thank you for giving us an update on all things uh, downtown Indianapolis and Mass Ave and how you're yeah. doing. Um, is there anything you would like to plug on here?
3: Um, Let's
2: see. No. That's always my go-to move. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're done. You, I, 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 I don't have
3: anything to plug yet,
2: but
1: yeah, yeah. I, we're we're working on it. We're we're still good. We're still well behaved. Mm-hmm. Um, Should I get back tonight? We, yes. yeah. We had a we had a lot of we had a lot of false starts. I'm still figuring out this equipment. Uh, we're still figuring out our, some of our best practices. Call
2: them fast start dyke.
1: Yeah, we uh, we had a really great. Here's the thing. You're gonna be at the ass end of the Olivia Grace episode, we had this really great interview with Olivia Grace and my equipment died after 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but I think we had a 20 minute interview with her. Uh, so part
2: of it is tech issues. Part of it is human error.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, but it <laughs> keeps it fun. I don't know. Yeah.
2: But, but what I, what I will plug for you is that I would say, you know, everyone who is, is going to be safe, like go out, like support local businesses you know, go out to eat. Be very kind to everyone around you. Tip big. You know, just kind of be flexible. That's we're all just figuring this out as we go. As someone who's also in the industry, uh, yeah, it's like just you know we're all just figuring it out too. We're not meaning to upset anyone. We're just trying to follow the rules. And but uh, please come see us because we miss working. I miss yeah, working. I, I don't know if you did, I but I miss working. All that. Yeah. He's like that. Is my plug?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. No. I. I honestly. Uh. If everyone would be like the majority of people that I got to see on my first weekend back, if if everybody was, if everybody was like that, I would. I'll take that weekend. Every every fucking weekend that I'm in this industry for sure. Yeah. So, yes, please come back out. Please be courteous, but uh, let's have some let's have some fun again, be All right. Yeah. <laughs> All that right. was stupid. That was real stupid. All right,
1: Jake. That's <laughs> and that's. And there's your plug. That's how everyone's going to remember you for all <laughs> yeah. time. Go out there, have some fun with Jake Johnson. Uh, you can. Can they follow you on social media anywhere or on the social medias?
3: Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram. Jake uh, Johnson. If you want to, if you want to follow
1: me, Jake Johnson with two Y's for some reason. Everybody. At, hey. At Jake Johnson.
3: <laughs> there you go. You don't have to follow me. I don't post much. <laughs> All right, I'll
2: see you guys. Bye, Jake. Thanks for coming on. You,
3: You really tanked the end of this.